Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Joining me is Brennan Noonan from our communications team. We're pleased to have with us today Attorney Jeffrey Hadid, the shareholder managing partner of Martin and Siebert's Charleston, West Virginia office. He has extensive experience representing corporate, insurance, and individual clients. His insurance practice includes negligence and automobile product liability cases. Jeffrey is also a member of the American Bar Association, Defense Trial Council of West Virginia, Kanawha County Bar Association, and DRI. Jeff, we're very pleased to have you with us today. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Today's topic is faulty workmanship as an occurrence under commercial general liability policies, and Brendan Noonan is going to lead off with our first question. Uh, Jeff, under what circumstances do coverage issues arise for faulty workmanship claims under commercial general liability policies? Well, the question of whether faulty workmanship claims are covered under the typical commercial general liability policy arises quite often. And in the typical case, usually a property owner brings claims against a general contractor, alleging that the contractor's faulty workmanship caused damage or loss to the claimant, such as uneven concrete flooring, water filtration into roofs, chimneys, or basements, cracks in brick or drywall, foundation cracks in homes, just to name a few illustrations. The standard commercial general liability policy provides coverage for bodily injury or property damage that is caused by an occurrence. And most commercial policies define an occurrence as an accident, including continuous or repeated exposure to substantially the same general harmful conditions. Thus, the central issue in many of these insurance coverage disputes for faulty construction is whether the claims of faulty workmanship and construction defects constitute an occurrence under this type of liability policy. Uh, Jeffrey, traditionally, how have the courts addressed faulty workmanship claims when construing commercial general liability insurance policies? Well, historically, the courts have held that faulty workmanship is not an occurrence and therefore not covered under a commercial general liability policy. And the reasoning in most of these early cases was that commercial liability policies are designed to insure against tort liability for physical injury to person or property uh, sustained by third parties as a result of the product or work performed. But because the uh, faulty workmanship claims are essentially contractual in nature, courts often reasoned in the past that faulty workmanship claims were outside the risk assumed by the traditional commercial policies. So at one time in this country, most states held that commercial general liability policies do not cover claims for faulty workmanship because those kinds of claims are not an occurrence. Has that approach changed? Yes, the law is changing rapidly. In recent years, the courts in many states either revisited this coverage question or addressed it as a matter of first impression, and increasingly they're holding that a faulty workmanship is an occurrence and covered under a commercial liability policy. So today, a majority of the states in this country have recognized coverage for faulty workmanship under commercial liability policies, either by judicial decision or, in some cases, through legislative amendments to the state's insurance statutes. And on the judicial front, a majority of the state's highest courts have concluded that coverage 
for faulty workmanship under a commercial policy is more in keeping with the proper rules of construction and interpreting an insurance policy. And when they say that, they're reasoning that in previously holding that faulty workmanship is not an occurrence, the courts were sometimes even superseding other insurance clauses that provided for coverage in the commercial policies. Can you give us a numerical breakdown of how state jurisdictions illustrate this trend? Yes. Uh, currently, the legislatures in four states and the highest courts in 18 states have expressly held that faulty workmanship is a covered occurrence under a commercial general liability policy. Additionally, the lower state or federal courts in nine other states have concluded that faulty workmanship is an occurrence under a commercial liability policy. But under the minority view, the highest courts of six states have held that there is no commercial general liability policy coverage for faulty workmanship claims. And lower and state federal courts have reached similar conclusions in four additional states. Also, the highest courts of five additional states have held against a finding of commercial liability coverage for faulty workmanship. But those five additional states note that if damage were to be sustained by a third party or a property that is not the work product itself, then faulty workmanship would establish a covered occurrence. This same line of reasoning has been adopted by the lower state or federal courts of four additional states. And currently, there's only one state in the United States that has yet to address the question. New Mexico has not yet addressed the question of whether faulty workmanship is an occurrence under a standard liability policy. Uh, Even under the now majority approach, do insurance companies have any other defenses against faulty workmanship claims under commercial general liability policies? Well, yes. It's true that faulty workmanship is a covered occurrence in, uh, in most states. But insurance professionals and their legal advisors will examine other facts and circumstances of the loss as compared to insurance policy coverage and exclusionary clauses to determine whether there is another legitimate basis to find that coverage is excluded. As a preliminary matter, insurance policies pay sums that the insureds become legally obligated to pay because of bodily injury or property damage only if the injury or damage is caused by the occurrence. And now most jurisdictions find that an insurance company that wants to avoid liability through the operation of an exclusionary clause actually bears the burden of proving the facts necessary for the operation of that exclusion. In this type of question, the most common exclusion that insurance professionals will examine is the your work exclusion in commercial policies. The your work exclusion expressly excludes property damage for the insured's own allegedly faulty work. Therefore, even if the insured's faulty workmanship is an occurrence, there is no coverage under the your work exclusion, which does not cover the insured's own work. However, there's an exception to the exception. Most your work exclusion clauses contain an exception if the damaged work or the workout from which the damage arises is performed on the insured's behalf by a subcontractor. And there are many construction defect claims where the claimant is a general contractor and the the general contractor asks the insurance company to cover it for damages caused by a subcontractor's work on the project. 
Also, many commercial policies include coverage for claims arising from the shortcomings of the insured's product or work and arising from an issue with the insured's failure to perform contractual obligations. But as always, insurance companies have the burden to prove facts that would set those exclusions to avoid coverage under the circumstances, even if the claim is otherwise an occurrence as defined in the policy. Jeffrey, what are the practical implications for insurance companies and defense counsel? Well, the overwhelming national trend, of course, is for courts to find that commercial general liability policies cover a contractor's defective workmanship as an occurrence under the policy definition. And, of course, claimants are gaining uh, coverage and finding coverage under this new trend. But the practical implication for insurance companies and defense counsel is for the professional to ensure that the claims are not precluded by any stated policy exclusions, such as the your work exclusion and exclusions regarding the shortcomings in the insured's work or arising out of a failure to perform a contractual obligation. Because this is certainly a rapidly developing trend in insurance law, both insurance professionals and their legal counsel should pay attention to current decisions and opinions on the topic. And, of course, insurance professionals and their legal advisors also should review other issues arising from their policy provisions. For example, in finding that faulty workmanship is an occurrence, one must also determine whether the remainder of the policy's insurance clause has been satisfied. Usually, these commercial policies state that the insurance company will pay those sums that the insured becomes legally obligated to pay its damages because of bodily injury or property damage to which the insurance applies. And certainly for there to be coverage, the bodily injury or property damage must be caused by an occurrence as defined in the policy. Jeff, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. That was Jeffrey Haddad, the shareholder managing Martin and Sabert's Charleston, West Virginia office. Special thanks to Brendan Noonan from our communications team and to our producer, Brian Cohen. And thank you all for joining us for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, visit podcast.insuranceattorneysearch.com or go to online directories such as iTunes or Google or Yahoo's podcast directory. If you have any suggestions for your future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, joined by Brendan Noonan, and now this message. Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is used by decision makers at insurance companies responsible for selecting legal counsel and representation. The printed directory is distributed annually to insurance companies, non-insurance companies, third-party administrators, and corporate counsel around the world, and the online edition is accessible throughout the year. Your listing in Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is the most effective way to ensure that thousands of potential clients have access to your outstanding credentials. Here's why you should be listed in the number one insurance attorney reference. Your firm's credentials will be listed in our comprehensive reference guide, which is made available to thousands of insurance professionals globally, both in print and online. AMBEST listees are recognized as the most qualified in their field to represent the unique needs of insurance companies. Key decision makers rely on the directory to take the guesswork out of their selection process. They know that only the best are listed, those firms with a proven track record of excellence who are recommended by their insurance industry clients. And remember, one low rate guarantees year 
year-long visibility for your firm. We invite you to use our web application process to apply for a listing today. With our reasonable rates and broad exposure, there's no more effective way to get the attention of the insurance industry. For more information about Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys, visit www.insuranceattorneysearch.com. 